You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 18th of April, 2021. This week, Paul talks to poet Matt Goodfellow about his life as a musician and then into a primary teacher. And he reads from his brand new collection, Bright Bursts of Colour. Dedicated to the Rossendale Valley, this is your very own Rossendale Radio. Good afternoon, welcome back to the Weekend Wind Down, and of course it's time for our Waffle Hour. Uh, Every week we speak to writers of all sorts of genres and types, we speak to copywriters, we speak to artists who are working in television, we talk to all sorts of people, and it's always a pleasure when I get to speak to somebody who is a poet, and and a marvellous poet as that. Uh, We're going to be talking about his book Bright Bursts of Colour, and I'm joined this afternoon on the line uh, by Matt Goodfellow. How are you doing, Matt? Hey Paul, thanks very much for being in. Nice to see you. Yeah, it's, uh, I was going to say we're zooming it, so this is this is a new thing. We've uh, we've we've managed to master this in the last six months or so. Um, but it's it's nice to actually properly, in a way, properly meet you. Um, but uh, luckily, you're not even that far away from us this afternoon, are you? Where are you calling us from? No, uh, I live in a place called Cheadle in Stockport, so I'm not too far away from you guys. Exactly. You're technically still northwest. We're all good. As long as, <laughs> as, long as you're not over at Boulder in Yorkshire, then uh, then generally the listeners are okay with that. Yeah, um, that's fine. Cool. Uh, now, you, uh, you've, uh, I came across you through, through your book, Bright Bursts of Colour, and, and it really is, seriously, to, to look at the book, it is, uh, it is a marvellous piece of, of bright work. It grabs the attention from the, from the moment you look at it. Um, and then you get inside it, and it's a real sense of... Uh, there's a real mixed picture there in terms of the the style of writing and we're, we're going to delve into that in just a little while um but uh, this is uh, you know you, we were talking off camera about how you came to writing in the first place it wasn't it wasn't the intended life path was it uh, no 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 i was supposed to be a rock star so i was supposed to be living in a mansion up in the hills somewhere yeah right um, but uh, the problem with it was i was rubbish at it <laughs> um so I was in bands from about, you know, like sort of 14, 15, and mm. picked up the guitar and started playing, and um, I did the singing, wrote the words, and there was other lads in the band that were very talented, and by the time I was about <laughs> 22, 23, I realised that it wasn't, it wasn't my... Uh, it wasn't my forte, so uh, I became a primary school teacher. Oh, I see. This is this is the thing. Somebody at some point, this just sounds very familiar. Somebody said, "Why don't you get a proper job?" You know, exactly. Have... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my, my my sister was a primary school teacher, and I went and did some experience at her school. And uh, to be honest, I loved it. Mm. I, I loved talking to the kids. And um, but I forgot all about writing for a couple of years because being a teacher's bonkers. And only after a couple of years did I did I realise and sort of find some equilibrium and start writing poems and stuff for the kids. And we had authors come into school, and it interested. Me, they sort of sweep in at nine o'clock and then sweep back off again. No marking to do. Nothing. Yeah, I, thought, well, that's, I, like I like the sound of that. That sounds pretty cool. Um, and yeah, that's that's the way I got into it. Isn't it quite nice when you leave it at the end of a workshop day and you go, I don't know any of your names. This is yeah. I didn't I didn't learn any of your names. I didn't meet your parents for a parents yeah. evening. I haven't had to write a report on what you did. Yeah, just get into the car and go. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and your work is you write particularly for children. Um, and and bright bursts of colour, as I mentioned, is uh, is a book which contains a, a well. A, I mean, you tell us about the the kind of the way that you brought this collection of poems together because it, it it jumps around quite a lot there's some very serious pieces in there and really reflective pieces and there's some utter nonsense as well so how did you, how did you sort of start to bring it together uh well i think it's just a it's a collection of poems about life paul mm. uh, what, what interests me is um we, we, you know i i um i had quite a difficult childhood and and uh, the lots of kids that i saw as teachers had difficult childhoods and so i write about that because that's quite important but also life's a bit life's a bit daft and and mm. um 
I try to write about every every facet of life, really. Um, and if you get a collection of poems that purports to be funny all the way through, generally I get a bit bored of that. And if you, so, really, I want to write. I, I write about life. I write about relationships, and, and I write about the stupidity of life, and the sadness of life, and the happiness of life. And so, bright bursts of colour really is a, a, hopefully a sort of reflection of that. And and that possibly goes on from what you were telling me about the the sort of areas that you were teaching in when you were when you were having that experience in the classroom, kind of getting to know these kids and their stories. Um, it was it was a fairly challenging sort of setup that you were in there wasn't it yeah yeah i worked in an inner city primary school and it, you know the stories told all around the world really um it, it like as a teacher life is, is so interesting watching watching people and, and affecting people's lives and seeing the lives that different people lead and, and so many of the poems came from there or certainly areas of of that um go into the poems and things that you see and, and, and kids that you meet but you know it was, it was a fascinating time really and i take my hat off to all of the teachers that are that, that are still there doing it too my best friends are still full-time classroom teachers my my wife is a teacher my my sister is a teacher it's an amazing job to do um i don't know how i did it <laughs> <laughs> and and how did you find the transition into the into the new new world that I, I i always found it the, the the day i actually felt confident enough to say to somebody yeah i'm a poet that's my job now um how did you find that sort of transition between when you being a teacher and then a poet or, or, or was it just a sort of you know what i'm going to finish on one day and start the next no, I went part time. Um, so I've not, I've not taught for about I think it's about four or five years. And, mm. and, and I, I, I I used to be the year six teacher. I was I got stuck in year six um, right. for, for for many years. Mm. And um, when I decided to to go and start doing the poetry, luckily enough, I had a head teacher at the time who who was enabled me to go off to other schools and kind of practice the stuff that I wanted to do. Mm. Um, and then the management structure eventually changed at the school, and we had a new head teacher come in and said, "Where do you want to be in five years?" And I said, "Not here." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, and she would she was they let me go part time basically, so it, it allowed me to be in school a couple of days a week and go off and do it and. Um, it's quite scary going freelance and, and, mm. and stuff, especially in the new world that we're putting out. It's good fun. Yeah, and it's obviously been very challenging during the course of the year, you know, not not being able to do school workshops. Obviously, you've had a, a brand new book that's come out during the course of this. Um, have you been able to make the connections with, you know, the people that are reading the books and the people that are, you know, the kids that are looking at it in classrooms? I, I think so. I mean, obviously, the, I, I had about a month where the book came out. I think the book came out February uh, last year. Mm. So I had about a month in school um, uh, and, and then everything closed down, and they had the rest of the year sort of booked in in schools. The, the, the book's done. The book's done well, um, and you know, obviously, I want to get back into schools and spread the word. But mm. it's a different world for us all, isn't it? It is. Yeah, and and you know, I, I think fingers crossed. I think uh, I think we'll all take that time. You know, the world will reopen over the summer, and hopefully, from September, schools will be back into sort of some semblance of of being able to you know meet meet authors and meet poets and and experience things for themselves as well. Um, yeah, we're going to we're going to delve into the work itself um, in the in the second part of this interview. Um, but, but as we ask all of our guests to do, um, you've you've chosen the playlist for us this afternoon. Um, I'm pleased to say that uh, th- this is a, 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 I, I don't know whether this is going to be a reflection of of you. We have we barely met so far, but I kind of got the impression from from when you sent me this list of songs. I kind of got a, a feeling about the sort of person that you are. And do you want to tell us why you've chosen Doves to start with? Oh yeah, I love doves. Um, when, when I sort of when I was in a band and still hoping to make it, doves were like really kicking off, and um, I wanted to be, I wanted to be in a band like doves. Mm. 
and um, I used to see him knocking around and I used to live in Disbury and I'd see, I'd see some of the guys from the band knocking around and stuff and th- there's a beautiful uh, soulful mournfulness about Doves um, and uh, Carousels is just a beautiful song and when, when they came back out Jimmy Goodwin's just got a beautiful voice and the, the lyrics are fantastic and it, it they're just a, a fantastic band and an utterly hypnotic video as well as I, as yeah, I checked out this afternoon yeah they're brilliant absolutely brilliant it's brilliant this is Doves this is Carousels Welcome back to the Weekend Wind Down. It's Paul Jenkins here on Rossendale Radio. I'm joined by Matt Goodfellow, and we've been talking about your book, Bright Bursts of Colour, and I feel like we've we've kind of wet everybody's appetite with it. Um, Matt, you're going to share for us uh, one of the poems uh, from from the book, uh, and it's called Stressed. Um, but it's not spelt uh, stressed in the way that you were expecting. Uh, it's, it's with a T. Uh, maybe I should let you explain your poem rather than me, uh, you know, <laughs> just teetering around the edges. You're, you're the person who'd be able to explain it in far more detail than me. Yeah, yeah, I used to be a teacher. I was a primary school teacher and I was, uh, for the most part of my career, I was a year six teacher. And uh, lots of you listeners will know that in, in year six, there's uh, some tests that are taken, SATs by the, by the kids. And, you know, the, the, they're not massively important, actually, in the wider education sphere, but uh, it, it, it can freak the kids out a little bit. Um, and um, I was I was working with a lad who was in my class. He was a big, tough kid. Uh, and he joined the school in year four. And a sort of legend had grown up around this kid that nobody had ever seen him cry. And uh, when he joined the school, he couldn't speak any English whatsoever. A couple of years later, his English was brilliant. Most of what he said wasn't appropriate in a primary school classroom. <laughs> but uh, but I, I was with him when he took his when he took his reading paper, and uh, uh, it, it, it was quite a, it was quite a sad moment to see. And, and this was one of those things as a teacher. There's little moments that you take and you put into your poetry. And this this is a poem for him. It's called Stressed. Mm-hmm. Charlie never cries. Not even when he came down the slide too fast in year five and broke his wrist. Miss couldn't believe it. He even smiled and waved to our class across the playground when Mr Smith drove him off to hospital. Charlie never cries. Not even when his grand died. He was back in school the next day, said he was fine. He'd survive, but you could see it in the shadows of his eyes. Charlie never cries. But when it was time for the reading paper, we'd revised, revised, revised for Charlie sighed, flicked through the pages for ages, put his pen down. Miss appeared at his side saying, try your best, Charlie. It's just a test, Charlie. And he looked over at me and I swear I could see right inside his mind. And it was dark and he was hiding, shoulders shaking. And he knew he couldn't do what they wanted him to do however hard he tried and i'll never forget the day of the test the day charlie cried and it's when you've been there in that situation uh, and you've seen those, that that moment where those kids open those papers and that you see their some of their faces just light up because it's you know it's their thing and some of them their faces yeah, drop. Yeah, th- th- that, that's some poems uh you know i always say to kids because I, I i do lots of workshops in, in classrooms and some poems uh, tell 100% of the truth some poems tell 100% lies and and, 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 and some are in between and, 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 and this, that is genuinely you know uh, well most of it is the truth <laughs> the, 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 the real lad didn't break his wrist on the slide but, but he, he definitely in the classroom I was a great big tears on, on the test paper, splashing up on the test paper and it was, it was really sad to see and it was something that I just logged in my head 
and as poets we poets are people watches aren't they as, as you yourself know yeah it's i, I was gonna say so what, what i really liked about that one is is the repetition of, of charlie never cried that was it's like the badge that certain kids carry around with them you know that's the, that's the hardest yeah, kid yeah. in the school that's the kid who does it but actually this is the thing this is the the achilles heel and and actually that you know we've all got that within us haven't we and it's the humanity of it all that's what that's what poetry is there to explore isn't it absolutely absolutely poetry is about play playing with words playing with ideas and um i i, I can't remember i read it i read it years ago somebody trying to explain what poetry is because always be, I, i'm always suspicious of people that tell you what poetry is yeah um but but um somebody described poetry as trying to make sense of the world around them and I thought that was a fabulous description. And uh, it is where we can just look at the world and play with ideas, you know? Yeah, and this is, and it must be really as well comforting for kids to read this book and and read it. And actually, some of the the poems themselves are set within their world, their frame of reference. There's no point in it if you you know if you're picking up a book and it's and, and you're suddenly finding about some something you've got no cultural sort of investment in yourself as a, as a kid you know you, you your world is your teacher and your home life and the, the the journey in between isn't it um and and that's one of the things i think that's really lovely about the book is that, that all of the things that are in there um the only moments i think where there's there's anything uh, that, that the kids might not know a reference to you've put a little footnote in um there's a there's a poem about bram stoker in there for example so there's a bit of an explanation um and it's a real it's a real sense of it you can kind of go on a learning journey with it and 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 for adults delving back into that is that important do you reckon for adults to kind of take that step back into into children's lives like this yeah, I don't know. I, I, like, as a writer, I, I found myself just writing for kids because that's who, that's who I worked with, and that's mm. that's what um, you know. And I'm I'm forty, but you know, I am a bit of a kid, really. And I suppose we all are. And I, I write for the child that I was, for the child I am, for all of the children that I taught. Um, yeah, and you know, the, the Bram Stoker stuff, the stuff that I was in Whitby. So yeah. I, you know, you write poems about Whitby when you're in Whitby, don't you? Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, there's just so much stuff to write about, so much scope. And for, for, for kids, obviously, if you're writing for kids, they, like you say, there needs to be a frame of reference that children will understand, especially when it's poetry, because poetry can be a, a, a quite maligned area of the curriculum. So there always needs to be a little bit of a hook in there with the kids. So there needs to be something that they yeah, can talk about their lives about. It was a big thing, wasn't it? Uh, the, obviously, with the, with the lockdown, there was a kind of priority with, uh, I mean, not, sort of paying more attention to it maybe as an ex-secondary teacher, but uh, that the teachers had to decide what they were going to teach on the units. And it was there was a big furore. I think Michael Rosen got got on his soapbox about the fact that, you know, poetry was the thing that was being parked and saying, actually, you, you can kind of use this optionally. Um, it's, it, do, you, do you think that actually we're we, we kind of not, taking in as much poetry as we as as we used to do you think that that maybe that we there's more to explore for, for kids i don't know really um i, I think the, the the primary school curriculum the teachers are under so much pressure to put certain things in we used to use poetry as as a way of um a sort of pressure release really because because anybody can write poems because it's just stuff going on inside your head um, <laughs> there, there's a poem in the book that i'm not going to do actually it's called if cats have flavored fur and um my wife joanna uh, when i read her that poem she said to me that's that's not a poem that's just stuff going on inside your head <laughs> and i was like exactly that's what poetry is and and so everybody can write poems um should they choose to in their voice about their life the stuff that i write is stuff that either happened to me, stuff that I've seen, or a combination of stuff that I've made up as well. And the great thing about poetry is that 
everybody can have a go at it should they choose to that without worrying about you know capital letters grammar uh, any of that stuff you can just have a go at it and, and and that's the great thing about that's what interests me about it well we had a great uh, conversation with a teacher simon hunt who came in a, a, a little while ago to, to talk about this he said one of the things he loves teaching about poetry is exactly as you just said he said that the kids know that they're breaking the rules but that's because that's that's how i know that they know the rules in the first place because they know that i'm supposed to be putting capital letters here or i'm supposed to put a comma in this place he said and it's it's a really lovely way of of getting kids into the 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 very kind of dry grammar stuff is to say here's a piece of poetry it doesn't use it can you show me where it doesn't use it um and it's it's a great tool for teaching um we're going to come back with uh with uh, uh, you mentioned about the the animal style poems uh and uh we'll we'll come back with one of those uh just after this but you've uh you've gone for the charlatans next there's a real sort of uh, manchester theme developing here um and uh uh, here comes a soul saver was again not one we had in the system so it's uh one of our uh, presenters here dave sweetmore is going to be very pleased that we've added another charlatan song into the mix um why this band in particular uh, this comes from an album uh, called The Charlatans and I think it came out 95, 96 when I was about 15 or 16 so the age my son is now and uh, I, I was sort of brought up my dad's a big Bob Dylan fan and I was brought up Leonard Cohen and, and lots of storytellers I was immersed in that sort of stuff and uh, obviously Oasis were kicking off at the time but The, the Charlatans um, the lyrics really interested me I had no idea what they were talking about uh, but but they really interested me so there's some proper cool lines in here comes the soul saver and i don't think tim burgess would be able to tell you what he was talking about but it just interested me and there was something about the lyrics of of here comes a soul saver that's always got me it's, it's a, an incredible song here it comes now at home in the office in the car wherever you are you can listen to 104.7 rossendale radio 104.7 Rossendale Radio. Paul Jenkins in for the weekend wind down. And this is the last part of our interview this afternoon with Matt Goodfellow. Uh, and Matt's been uh, telling me just off air a second ago uh, that it's not just the, the one book that's uh, that's on the go at the moment. You, you seem to have a, a, a flood of, of, of literary uh, stuff coming out at, at the moment. What's, what's on the horizon for you? Uh, well, uh, there's a picture book that I've written that's just come out, uh, which is called Shulian's Grandpa, which mm-hmm. is uh, um, about a kid that starts at a school that's a bit different than everybody else, and um, eventually they find a way through to understanding that everybody is, is the same, so that's called Shulian's Grandpa, and there's a new book of poems that I've written with two incredible poets there, uh, Liz Brownlee and Laura Mooker, and that's called uh, Being Me. Hmm. And uh, it's, it's poems about thoughts and feelings and worries. So it's it's kind of a, a set of poems particularly designed to sort of help people have a, have a think about what's going on in their head. And, and so that comes out in about a month. Yeah, so there's quite a lot going on. It's, it's a busy time. And uh, and interesting, you've, you've taken sort of branched out into a picture book as well. Um, is, that, is that something that uh, you sort of just thinking about different styles of, of writing? Yeah, it's just, just uh, I think, as uh, all as creatives, writers, we want to try to stretch ourselves a little bit, and um, I'm, I'm quite lazy, really, so poetry <laughs> sort of fits the form, because it's so short, um, and people were asking me to write a picture book, so, uh, yeah, there we are. Somebody it, it some, arrived. Somebody did say to me once, the, the, the joy of poetry is that you can just write down, you know, four lines, and you go, I'm, I'm done now, that's a poem, yeah. that's all right. <laughs> that's me, I'm out of there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and now, now, the next poem, the, the poem that you're going to share with us isn't four lines, uh, but 
it is uh, it's one of the ones that, uh, that that really tickled me when i was when i was reading the book and uh, we, we've got a big animal theme going on uh, here at the station this afternoon we just had a head-to-head on the uh, unfortunately we left it to the listeners we asked them to, to give us the best animal song this afternoon expecting you know eye of the tiger would have a, a decent run in there uh, unfortunately they chose the uh, the toy dolls version of nelly the elephant but you know it's you know this is what happens it was boat boat face all over again um but you've uh, you've chosen one of my particular favorite animals uh, for for this next poem you focused on the badger yeah i like badgers <laughs> but i've never seen i've never seen a badger in real life and so i was just messing around with with stuff one day and um sometimes you get if it's a, po- a funny poem in particular or a poem that i think is funny um you sometimes you get a punchline first and people often think you have to write a poem chronologically and sometimes you get you get the, the last line first and you just then have to find your way to it and uh, this is a poem about a badger that I, I thought I was a genius when I wrote this. And I read, I read it out to my wife, Joanna, and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so and you thought, like, I'll like, share that further, I'll put it in a book and I'll make this work. <laughs> yeah, and that's the, that's the thing. When it, again, when I'm writing poems with kids, it, it's not about what other people think about what you write, it's about what you think. Mm. And so if, you, if, if it's a funny poem, it's got to make you laugh. If it's a thoughtful poem, it's got to make you think. And if it's a sadness, it's got to tell your truth, you know? Um, and this is one that made me laugh, and I wasn't really bothered whether it made anybody else <laughs> laugh. So um, do you want me to do it? Just go for it. Okay, this is called A Special Badger. I'm a special kind of budget in a special budget then writing special budget poems with a special budget pen, learning special budget lessons in a special budget school, learning special budget kudos from a special budget cool, wearing special budget badges, saying badges are the best, passing special budget interviews and special budget tests, drinking special budget coffee from a special budget mug, but my special budget problem, I am actually a slug. <laughs> which which is perfectly fine. All of those people have had a humour bypass, that's what the problem is. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's just that it's a bit of fun. And they're, they're like they're talking about what poetry is and what poetry can be. Poetry is a huge spectrum and it, it can be, it can tell, you know, really searingly honest stuff and it can just be daft. And then that's, that's again, it's life, isn't it? It is. Uh, and that's that's what that is, like you say. And this this book is filled with, you know, jumping between those, you know, you know, badgers who are actually slugs and having some sort of identity crisis right through to the, to the kind of stuff that you were sharing earlier on. Um, it's yeah. been lovely to talk to you this afternoon, uh, Matt. Uh, where, where can we get hold of your stuff? Before we start to have a look at your, your last music choice where can we uh, we can where do we head to to, to pick up your, your books uh hopefully your local bookshop mm. um, so anywhere uh, any of your local bookshops your local libraries you even get books out for free if you're not sure just google matt goodfellow poet and you'll you'll uh, come to places where you can find my books um but yeah your libraries your local bookshops it's great to support local yes let's do, let's do that especially at the moment there's a, there's a fantastic resource now where all local bookshops are starting to be sort of catalogued together in a bit of a uh, sort of some sort of umbrella as well so it's, it's really easy to find them online um and uh, yeah and we're, just before we say goodbye to yeah um this now this is you've introduced me to new music that i'd never even heard of before uh, heads roll off uh, you know i should be at this point going what on earth is this that he's sending in my direction but it's again it's fitting with the animal theme this is frightened rabbit uh do you want to tell us about this because i i i other, other than hearing it uh, for the first time this afternoon um i was uh, which is a fantastic song but i, I knew nothing about the band or anything like that uh, yeah frightened rabbit were, were they were a scottish uh, indie band and um uh, the, the lead singer uh, uh, suffered with depression and um, lost his battle with depression a couple of years ago 
but uh, uh, Scott Hutchison was the greatest lyricist I've heard recently. I talked to you off camera about Bob Dylan and Lenny Cohen and people like that, and this is just one of uh, a multitude of Frightened Rabbit songs which are incredible, so I'd encourage people to go out and have a listen to them. Well, there we go. Right, well, we're, get, we're certainly going to do that. We, we might even find ourselves listening to more Frightened Rabbit on the weekend wind down each week. Uh, Matt Gedfellow, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you this afternoon. Uh, we're going to finish the show uh, with, uh, with Heads Roll Off, and we'll speak to you again very soon. Thanks, Paul. Lovely to be here. 104.7 Rossendale Radio And there we are. Another Waffle the Bite Size podcast comes to a close. My thanks this week go to Matt Goodfellow uh, for coming on the show and sharing with us uh, some poems from Bright Bursts of Colour. I cannot recommend this book enough. It is such an amazing book, uh, really getting under the skin of what it's like to be a young person, either in school or uh, just uh, just in their view of the world. Uh, Matt's got an amazing talent for for being able to empathise with young people and, and, and demonstrate that in his work and his writing. Uh, plus, it's a beautiful book to look at as well. It's fantastically illustrated uh, thoroughly recommend it uh, so if uh, you want to go and check that out uh, go and check out the show notes and I'm sure that you'll be able to find all of the information you need my thanks this week go to everybody uh, who's involved with Waffle the Bite Size podcast my colleagues at Russendale Radio and of course Melanie Kemp for all of her work editing and producing the show we'll be back with you next week stay safe everybody